What's going on everybody? So I'm gonna be covering something very interesting right now. Um, so I'm gonna give you five reasons why it doesn't matter what your opinion is about copy, and then four reasons on essentially how to adjust your thought process on all of this. So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. All right, so, so listen, th- this is what I want to kind of cover today, and um, this has been kind of sitting pretty strong on my, my heart recently. Um, Because everyone has an opinion about copywriting. And it's fine. Everyone can have an opinion. You know, it is what it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the thing is, is that everyone's opinion starts dictating what copy should and shouldn't be versus how copy is, is, is working, how it's converting, what it's doing, that sort of stuff. So like... Some people want to go and be like, well, that's not what I would say. Well, you know what? We're not fucking selling to you. Okay. And, and, and if you're like, well, that's kind of rude, Javier, you need to take your personal opinions out of the, this whole thing, right? So your opinion about copy does not matter. So your opinion about copy from your CEO. Yes, I know they are the CEO and they, they, they write your checks and all this other fun stuff, but their opinion doesn't matter either. Okay, now I know that we need to have some brand guidelines and what we say and how we act and that sort of stuff. And I agree with that. However, opinions about this should not matter. It doesn't matter um, if you feel the message is too negative. So I've had a lot of people say like, well, it just seems like this is coming off too negative. That's fine. And like, well, I don't want it to be negative. I, that's, that's not your choice. I can tell you right now, like every infomercial that sold millions and millions of dollars had you feeling like crap, man, my life is upside down because my eggs are sticking to the pan. I didn't realize that I needed a thigh master. And now that I have a thigh master, I'm going to feel so much better. My legs are going to look better. Everyone has these negative feelings. And so copy is okay to be negative because you need to pull feelings out. There needs to be emotions of like, man, I don't feel great about this. And so it doesn't matter if you feel the message is too negative. And I would actually highly encourage you to write copy that has some negative stuff in there where it makes and pulls people's feelings out. It doesn't matter if you don't like how it reads. Okay, so some people say like, well, you know, this is not exactly how I would write it. That's fine, but we're not writing to you, okay? And and I've and, and I've had this argument quite a bit with family members. Like my sister is uh, is she's she's got an MBA, so extremely intelligent, um, very uh, educated. Uh, however, I would and it's not a knock on her by any means, but I would argue that when she speaks, some people kind of like feel like they're speaking down too. And it's not that, it's just how she is. But when you're marketing to your audience, depending on who your audience is, like you need to write to them at their level. And this is one of the reasons why I actually encourage people to write at a third, fourth, fifth grade level. 
I need you to write as though they are talking. You should be writing as you talk, period. And so if you talk a certain way, then that's how you should be writing. And so when I write copy, I write how I talk. I, I write how I talk and, and I write how people typically respond to that as well too, to my audience. And so you may feel that some copy doesn't read well or, or whatever, but if you read it in a way as though you're talking to somebody, then you're like, okay, I guess it does make sense. And that's how you should be writing. So it doesn't matter if you don't like how it reads because it's not for you, okay? It's, it's not to, to make you sound more educated, more better, anything like that. It is not for you. So we need to take these personal opinions out. And it doesn't matter if, this is number three, you think it's too long, okay? We need to get over this whole con, uh, like this, this whole thing about, well, the, the copy's too long, no one's gonna read this, or like, you know, today's audience doesn't spend time reading. Really? Okay, do you, um, do you read what's important to you? And if you say, yeah, I totally do. Okay, cool. If you read what's important to you, do you care how long it is? Well, no, of course not. You just read it because you wanna know about it, right? So like I spend a lot of time reading sports stuff or I spend a lot of time reading the marketing stuff. And there's some like, like, man, this is a long blog. But if I'm looking for an answer, guess what I'm going to be doing? Guess what? I'm going to fucking read it. And so you, you shouldn't be saying like, well, it's just too long. Cause like, I'm going to be straight with you. Just because you think it's too long, doesn't mean that it's too long. It needs to be quality content, quality stuff that you're sharing. And so it doesn't matter if you think it's too long, all right? And also it doesn't matter if you think it's too short. So if you're like, well, there, there should be more meat. Like if you can get away saying less, less, it's more. And so what you wanna do is you wanna write copy to where it gets across what you're trying to say. It has certain emotions that you're trying to pull and it has certain triggers and actions that you're trying to, to kind of you know, basically like pull those little levers for and make them, excuse me, make them move forward. And so I've gotten this as well too, where like, well, it just, I just feel like it's just too short. Okay. Like, so, you, but you just complained that it was too long as well too. Yeah. But like, can't you just find like, you know, can't you just do it in the middle? So again, it just goes back to this, like your opinion does not matter about this because we're not writing for you. Okay, so you've got to take your personal preferences out when it comes to copywriting and saying like, well, that's not how I would say it. That's great because we're not selling to you. When we start selling to you, then we'll start changing our copy. Okay, and so that's what I, I want people to understand. All right, the fifth one, the why it doesn't matter what you think about how copy should be is, is you don't think it sounds right. And so like, you know, you don't like how it reads. You don't think it sounds right. That's just kind of the same thing, but like, you don't think it sounds right and it might be like, well, it's not grammatically correct. Okay. But how do, how does your audience talk? So, so let me, let me ask you this. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm a humongous fan of hip hop. Okay. So I, I enjoy, I'm also a fan of country music. So very polar opposite genres. So in hip hop, a lot of the top, um, hip hop artists, let's say like Jay-Z. Okay. He came from, I think, the Bronx or, or Brooklyn, like, but New York City, right? And the dude is one of the wealthiest hip hop artists and just business people like ever, 
Okay. No, I know he's not a Jeff Bezos or, or, or Mark Zuckerberg or anything like that. I get that. But he is extremely wealthy. He's a very intelligent businessman. Okay. And when he produces music, he doesn't write music to people that are businessmen. Guess who, writes, who he writes music to? To his audience that has been buying his album since the early, or like since the mid 90s or late 90s. That's who he's writing to. And he's probably writing also to like people that grew up in the 2000s listening to this stuff, in the early 2010s listening to this stuff. Like that's his audience. He also knows that the people that he typically, you know, that typically buys music are living more of an urban lifestyle. And so he talks like them, even though this person is a multimillionaire. Okay. Like he's, he's got several brands out there and doing very, very well for himself. He's not producing music for other Mark Zuckerberg's of the world. He's producing music for like the urban, the urban community. That's kind of who his audience has been. So he doesn't talk down to them. He talks with them. And so he may sound ignorant, okay? He may sound like he's from the hood, but he's an extremely smart and you know intelligent businessman. Now let's flip this to the other side, to like country music, okay? And I, I, I'm, I've got a few fans, uh, a, few, a few fans, I've got a few artists I'm a big fan of. Um, like I like Kane Brown, for instance, Chris Stapleton. Um, one that's been coming to my radar a lot more recently has been Zach Bryan because um, I love his voice. And so a lot of country artists are known as like hillbillies, if you will. And like they live in the sticks and they talk and they sing about like their dog dying and their wife leaving them and their Chevy Ford breaking down, you know, or the Chevy or Ford breaking down or something like that. Right. And or, or they talk about drinking whiskey. Right. That's that's kind of like their 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 style of music that they're, they're kind of playing. But the reason their demographic gravitates to their music, okay, like Southerners, you know, or, you know, or people like in like the country, you know, like maybe like cowboys, if you will, like those kind of folks, the reason why they gravitate to that music is because it's like, this is my life. You understand, you know, what I'm going through. And so these artists are, are, are you know, are speaking more on the, you know, on the, the rural community. And, and those folks that kind of relate to it, or you can even be suburban community. They'll be like, man, it'd be really cool to live on a farm and just, you know, shoot guns and, and drink whiskey all day long. But where I'm getting to is that like, though their music and their lyrics may not sound right, that is how their community talks and communicates with each other. And so when, I, so I'm not saying that you need to write like a hip hop artist or a country artist, but what I'm saying is that you need to write how your audience basically like listens to things. And so, you know, in, in the facility world, I'm not saying people in the facility management world are uneducated. I'm not implying that, but it's more blue collar type people that are facility managers, right? Or director of v, you know, facilities or even VP of facilities where they worked their way up. So they're more blue collar type people because I think just until in these past few years, there was no college out there to go, go get a degree to be a facility manager. And now there are degrees out there to get them. I don't even know what universities are out there for them, but you can get degrees for them. Property management kind of probably the same thing as well too, right? 
but you know, where I'm, where, what I'm trying to share is, is that a lot of folks that come into this, this facility world, the industry, they fell into it. And they typically came from a blue collar type background. And typically blue collar is gonna be, not, not that they're uneducated, I'm not implying that, but typically blue collar are gonna have a different way of thinking and how they kind of process things and what things kind of like is important to them and what triggers them, what emotions are, you know, go through them. So you need to talk to that audience differently. And, and so that's what I want people to understand when you're creating copy is that it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you feel that the message is too negative, right? It doesn't matter that you don't like how it reads. It doesn't matter that you think it's too long. It doesn't matter that you think it's too short. And it doesn't matter that you don't think it sounds right because it's not for you. And if you're like, well, I need to make sure I sound you know, professional, I totally get that. But would you rather sound professional or would you rather sound clear to your audience? And if you say like, well, uh, both, it's not gonna happen for both, okay? Like, it's, it's, it's kind of like this. Jay-Z basically, can, he, he's, he's like, do you wanna sell you know, millions and millions of records? Or do you want to sell a handful of records to like billionaires? And he's going to be like, I want to sell millions and millions of records. I want to influence the world. I want people to feel like what I went through. I want people to experience this because I understand what they went through and I'm able to get through it. Is, does that make sense? So what I, I guess what, where I'm wrapping myself on, on this and, and I'm going to keep going here in a second is, is that we put too many personal opinions and saying how I would do something. And, and the last thing is, is that you're, you're not the audience. You know, I, I've had arguments with family members about this where, well, I wouldn't write it like that. That's great, but I'm not marketing to you. You're not my audience. Well, that's, a, that's offensive. That's fine, that's offending you, but you are not my target audience. You can give me all your opinions that you want, but you are not my target audience. And so, Copy isn't for you. It's for your target market. That's who it's for. And so the first thing is that you need to make sure that you ignore your personal preferences. That's what you need to do first is ignore your personal preferences. Okay, so for me, I have certain personal preferences on certain things, but when I'm writing copy for, for Ratmate, I put on my my um, Joe the Plumber hat, if you will, because that's that's who we talk about all the time, Joe the Plumber. And you know, would Joe the Plumber buy this? Would Joe the Plumber do that? Would Joe the Plumber, you know, engage with this? And if any any point we're like, yeah, Joe the Plumber would totally do this, then that's what we would start pushing. And so we think, and we when I write, I try to think like Joe the Plumber. I try to put things in a certain way on how Joe the Plumber would be thinking. Be like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool, I like that. Does that make sense? And so you gotta ignore your personal preferences. You also have to base all copy choices on research. So you've gotta know your audience. You gotta research them. You gotta know, like, and the best way to do this is listen to sales calls. Listen to how these calls are going. Okay, these guys are saying this. They're saying this. They're saying this. And I've had this argument with our sales team at one point where they're like, well, I, I, that's not going on. I'm like, listen, man, I listened to like four of your sales calls and literally every single person said these things. You cannot tell me that 
our target audience that we're closing aren't saying those things. They are saying them all the time. You just don't register it, okay? And so you've got to do your research. So the number one way to do research is listen to sales calls and listen to not the salespeople, listen to what your audience is saying, the people that are on the phone. What are the things that are making them upset? What are the things that are making them triggered? What are the things that are making them, you know, like looking for another company? What are some keywords that you see, you hear all the time? Another way to do your research is read your online reviews for your company. So if you don't have online reviews, you should probably start getting on that. But we have about 75 online reviews. We're trying to push for more. And these online reviews, they're amazing because what it does is that we start seeing what people say. They're like, oh man, it was so easy to use Rapmate because they did this. And their design process and their design team is amazing. It's like they pulled the ideas out of my head. And so I no longer have to start figuring out what people are saying, or let me rephrase that. I don't no longer have to figure out what people are gonna be thinking. I just see what they are writing, and then I reply to that. I'm like, that's really cool. And I bucket that. And then so, we use, like when we're writing new copy, we use a lot of our copy from our reviews and put them in there. Because this is what people are saying. These are their words, not mine, okay? Not my words, their words. So do your research. Listen to sales calls, listen to reviews, do a case study, like, but listen to your people, all right? The third thing is that you need to make sure you put new copy in front of your market. Always put new copy in front of your market. But you gotta do your research as well too. And the reason you wanna do new copy is, is like sometimes things get stale. So you might have a homepage that's doing very well. Like our homepage right now, it's converting at roughly 20 to 22%, which is through the roof. If you know anything about um, conversions, typically um, sites don't convert, like sites convert at around five to 10% as far as like traffic to leads. And, and that's good. And usually homepages never convert. Like they're not designed, like usually you have a landing page that's like stripped from all nav navigation and it's just like trying to squeeze an email out of you. Our homepage, it, it does well. And the reason is because we have something that people desire. And so we haven't updated a ton of copy on there and we plan on doing it. We just need, need to have more time and resources to actually get to that. But where I'm coming from is, is that that you want to start you know, creating new copy and putting it out into your market. So that means like social media posts, blog posts, um, you know, like maybe uh, taking some of your, your podcasts and converting that into audio, I'm sorry, into transcription, and then having that as part of your posts as well too. But you need to put new content, new copy in front of them. All right, number four is that you need to see what they think. You need to see what they think, not what your opinion is, what they think. You can use copy that makes you feel good or you can use copy that converts. Those are the two choices. And so a lot of times people are like, well, I, I want it to, I, I want, you know, people to, to like, you know, feel good and convert. You can't have both. Okay. There's, I, there's like a, a, something that has been going around in like the sales world that, you have three options, I forget how it goes, it's like you can either have it fast, you can either have it cheap, or you can have it um, perfect, okay? And you can only pick two of the three. So if you want it fast, it's not gonna be cheap. If you want it fast, you know, then it's, it's 
you know, you know, or what was it like fast, cheap and custom? I forget, but it's like what it was is that you can only pick two of the three. So like if you wanted a cheap, oh, che you, you want it fast, slow or, ex or, or expensive or, or cheap or something like that. Anyways, you can't have it fast and you can't have a cheap kind of thing, you know? Um, and so where I'm getting to is that like copy is kind of the same way. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And so just be smart when you're writing stuff. All right. So I'm going to go over this really quick. One more time, review it really fast is that it does not matter if you feel that the message is too negative, which you should have some negativity in there. It doesn't matter if you don't like how it reads. It doesn't matter if you think it's too long or if it's too short and it doesn't matter what it sounds like to you. Okay. What matters is that is it doing its job? Is it converting? Okay. So you need to start ignoring your personal preferences. You need to start basing all your copy choices on research. You need to start putting your new copy in front of your, in front of market, in front of your market so that you can start seeing how people are responding. And then you need to see what they think. And usually how you know how they think is when it starts converting. If people start making appointments for like, you know, getting more information, then apparently the copy is working. If people start not doing something, then apparently the copy is not working. It's not resonating with them. So it's really, really important to understand that these things that go on, like you need to make sure your copy is not for you, but it's for your audience, your market, your ICP, your ideal customer profile. Does this make sense? All right. So. I kind of, I, th I think I beat this horse pretty, pretty bad. All right, we've already gotten deep into this, but that's it. So next time you get ready to start writing copy, take away everyone else's personal op um, opinions and preferences and what they think and make sure you go with like research and you know your audience and that sort of stuff, right? So three things at the end of my podcast I always ask for. Number one, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, so you can find me on linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. Number two, share this podcast with somebody else. This is how we're growing this podcast. Like this, my goal is to help this industry to continue to grow and improve, especially on the marketing front. And then number three, um, please, um, what else did I say? Oh, give us a five-star review on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks a lot and have a wonderful day. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.